Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey guys, welcome back to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan, I am here with Chelsea, and today we are wrapping up Leviticus. Woo! And we're going into Numbers, second woo. Yep. Chelsea's very excited about Numbers. (laughs) Honestly, we're trying to recut this because we laughed so much that we had to throw out what we did right before this, so it's fine. Um, Still laughing. We are in this epilogue of Leviticus, and it's basically just kind of like minor details to wrap up the book. Right. Chelsea does not like it because it tells her how much her kids are actually worth according to the tabernacle shekel. 20 shekels. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. It's like a, it's like a, uh, it's like a child tax credit. <laughs> oh, that's a good way of looking at there it. There you go. Except not really. That's not what it is at all. Nope, not at all. Um, so as I'm reading it and getting a little bit more context and reading some commentaries on it, it does make a little bit more sense because it's a way for people to consecrate or to vow um, or dedicate somebody or something to the Lord if they're not Levites. So if you're not a Levite, you couldn't go serve in the temple. Um, but you could vow to dedicate somebody. And so it's a sign of value to the people because it's not just an empty vow. It's something that costs something. And so it keeps that person accountable. Um, I paid to dedicate this person to my, my child to the Lord or something like that. It makes me think of Hannah and um, Samuel. Yes. Um, and also, if you would like to do child dedication at Worship Center, be prepared to bring at least three to five shekels. <laughs> we, will, we will need that. <laughs> In cash. Um, <laughs> How many shroot bucks? Oh, do you watch The Office? <laughs> I don't know. We never talked about this. I know nothing of the shroot bucks. Okay. How many shekels is one cash? <laughs> Lots of it. <laughs> Lots of cashes. Okay. Anyway, so it did help me figure that out. Uh, and then we talk about property. We talk about the year of Jubilee. And then we get into numbers, um, which I'm kind of excited about. As we talked about before on the podcast, the book of numbers is poorly named in the English language because in Hebrew, it's called In the Wilderness, which is such a better name than numbers. It's like the the people <laughs> doing the original translation were just like, I don't know. How about numbers? It's like, oh, these first two chapters start off with numbers. So let's just call it numbers. Sounds but, great like, to me. But the rest of the book is definitely a narrative, and it's so much more interesting than the census. So we are <laughs> kind of moving from a law book, sort of. There's yeah. a little bit of stories in Leviticus, but mm-hmm. it's mostly law book, uh, to more of a narrative, uh, like a story of what's going on in the wilderness. Right. Um, there are going to be some things in numbers that talk about like, that talk about the law, yeah. but there are more stories. And I think it's interesting, and maybe you can help me out here because I actually don't know the meaning behind this, but the list of men that they're giving in the first two chapters of numbers are all men who are like eligible to fight. Um, why is that? I mean, it, I I don't know. I don't have like a hundred percent. It seems to me like a like a basic census. Uh, don't hold me to that because I I didn't actually look into it very far. <laughs> so I mean, if there's some deeper spiritual meaning, don't be mad at me. <laughs> okay, I won't be mad at you. Uh, I mean, it's 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 not unlike how many cultures still do things today. Like if mm-hmm. you turn eighteen, you have to register with Selective Services because the government wants to know how many fighting age men there are. That seems real so, thing. to me, that seems like such an outdated way of looking at things. But here we are. You know what government is? Up to date. <laughs> um, hey, if you work in the government, <laughs> tell us your thoughts. Um, anyway, so I'm excited about numbers. Chelsea's very excited about numbers. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm going into something other than Leviticus, I think. All right, cool. But it's going to be good. So basically... 
I mean, all we have here for numbers so far, what we read today is just this count of people. That's pretty much it. There's not much to like drill into really. Right. Um, and in like, it's worth noting, uh, I tried to do this in the reading, but if you open up an actual Bible, you will see a table. Yes. Like it's, it's a little bit weird to read a table. Right. Um, so if you actually open it, you'll get the, the tribe, the name of the leaders, um, and then also the numbers of the folks in the, the numbers of the men in those tribes. Right. Um, so obviously the actual number of people in those tribes is much bigger because this is just men yes. uh, over 20. Right. Um, and you'll probably rec- – maybe you'll recognize these names because when we talked about consecrating or dedicating the tabernacle when it was first built, these leaders were the ones that brought all those offerings that were exactly the same. Um, so you might you might recognize those names again. And, we are, again, we're not that far out from uh, escaping Egypt. We're on Mount Sinai. We, the Israelites, are on Mount Sinai, and uh, we're just kind of starting off with numbers, and it's going to go into the wilderness. It's going to be really good. I wish you could actually see how giddy Chelsea is about this. So <laughs> Such a nerd. <laughs> we are so, so excited uh, that you're going to go on this journey with us into numbers as part of God's whole story. Uh, we're hoping you're getting some out of this. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Leviticus chapter 27, starting in verse 1. The Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If anyone makes a special vow to dedicate someone to the Lord by paying the value of that person, here is the scale of values to be used. A man between the ages of 20 and 60 is valued at 50 shekels of silver, as measured by the sanctuary shekel. A woman of that age is valued at 30 shekels of silver. A boy between the ages of 5 and 20 is valued at 20 shekels of silver. A girl of that age is valued at 10 shekels of silver. A boy between the ages of 1 month and 5 years is valued at 5 shekels of silver. A girl of that age is valued at 3 shekels of silver. A man older than 60 is valued at 15 shekels of silver. A woman of that age is valued at 10 shekels of silver. If you desire to make such a vow but cannot afford to pay the required amount, take the person to the priest. He will determine the amount for you to pay based on what you can afford. If your vow involves giving an animal that is acceptable as an offering to the Lord, any gift to the Lord will be considered as holy. You may not exchange or substitute it for another animal, neither a good animal for a bad one, nor a bad animal for a good one. But if you do exchange one animal for another, then both the original animal and its substitute will be considered holy. If your vow involves an unclean animal, one that is not acceptable as an offering to the Lord, then you must bring the animal to the priest. He will assess its value, and his assessment will be final, whether high or low. If you want to buy back the animal, you must pay the value set by the priest plus 20%. If someone dedicates a house to the Lord, the priest will come to assess its value. The priest's assessment will be final, whether high or low. If the person who dedicated the house wants to buy it back, he must pay the value set by the priest plus 20%. Then the house will again be his. If someone dedicates to the Lord a piece of his family property, its value will be assessed according to the amount of seed required to plant it. 50 shekels of silver for a field planted with five bushels of barley seed. If the field is dedicated to the Lord in the year of Jubilee, then the entire assessment will apply. But if the field is dedicated after the year of Jubilee, the priest will assess the land's value in proportion to the number of years left until the next year of Jubilee. Its assessed value is reduced each year. If the person who dedicated the field wants to buy it back, he must pay the value set by the priest plus 20%. 
then the field will again be legally his. But if he does not want to buy it back and it is sold to someone else, the field can no longer be bought back. When the field is released in the year of Jubilee, it will be holy, a field specifically set apart for the Lord. It will become the property of the priests. If someone dedicates to the Lord a field he has purchased, but which is not part of his family property, the priest will assess its value based on the number of years until the next year of Jubilee. On that day, he must give the assessed value of the land as a sacred donation to the Lord. In the year of Jubilee, the field must be returned to the person from whom it was purchased it, the one who inherited it as family property. All the payments must be measured by the weight of this sanctuary shekel which equals 20 geras. You may not dedicate a firstborn animal to the Lord, for the firstborn of your cattle, sheep, and goats already belongs to him. However, you may buy back the firstborn of a ceremonially unclean animal by paying the priest's assessment of its worth plus 20%. If you do not buy it back, the priest will sell it at its assessed value. However, anything specifically set apart for the Lord, whether a person, an animal, a family, or property, must never be sold or bought back. Anything devoted in this way has been set apart as holy, and it belongs to the Lord. No person specifically set apart for destruction may be bought back. Such a person must be put to death. One-tenth of the produce of the land, whether grain from the fields or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord and must be set apart to him as holy. If you want to buy back the Lord's tenth of grain or fruit, you must pay its value plus 20%. Count off every tenth animal from your herds and flocks and set them apart to the Lord as holy. You may not pick and choose between good and bad animals, and you may not substitute one for another. But if you do exchange one animal for another, then both the original animal and its substitute will be considered holy and cannot be bought back. These are the commands the Lord gave through Moses on Mount Sinai for the Israelites. Numbers chapter 1. A year after Israel's departure from Egypt, the Lord spoke to Moses in the tabernacle in the wilderness of Sinai. On the first day of the second month of that year, he said, From the whole community of Israel record the names of all the warriors by their clans and families. List all the men 20 years old or older who are able to go to war. You and Aaron must register the troops, and you will be assisted by one family leader from each tribe. These are the tribes and the names of the leaders who will assist you. For the following reading, we'll read the name of the tribe followed by the leader of that tribe. It appears as a table in the reading. Reuben, Elizer, son of Shadur. Simeon, Shelumiel, son of Zerishadai. Judah, Nashon, son of Aminabab. Issachar, Nathaniel, son of Zur. Zebulun, Eliab, son of Helon, Ephraim, son of Joseph, Elishama, son of Amahud, Manasseh, son of Joseph, Gamaliel, son of Pedahazur, Benjamin, Ahiazer, son of Amashadai, Dan, Ahiazer, son of Amashadai, Asher, Pegiel, son of Akron, Gad, Eliasaph, son of Duel, Naphtali, Ahira, son of Enan, 
These are the chosen leaders of the community, the leaders of their ancestral tribes, the heads of the clans of Israel. So Moses and Aaron called together those chosen leaders, and they assembled the whole community of Israel on that very day. All the people were registered according to their ancestry by their clans and families. The men of Israel who were 20 years old or older were listed one by one, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. So Moses recorded their names in the wilderness of Sinai. This is the number of men 20 years old or older who were able to go to war as their names were listed in the records of their clans and families. Again, this appears as a table in the reading, so we'll have the name of the tribe followed by the number. Reuben, Jacob's oldest son, 46,500. Simeon, 59,300. Gad, 45,650. Judah, 74,600. Issachar, 54,400. Zebulun, 57,400. Ephraim, son of Joseph, 40,500. Manasseh, son of Joseph, 32,200. Benjamin, 35,400. Dan, 62,700. Asher, 41,500. Naphtali, 53,400. These were the men registered by Moses and Aaron and the twelve leaders of Israel, all listed according to their ancestral descent. They were registered by families, all the men of Israel who were twenty years old or older or able to go to war. The total number was 603,550. But this total did not include the Levites. For the Lord had said to Moses, Do not include the tribe of Levi in the registration. Do not count them with the rest of the Israelites. Put the Levites in charge of the tabernacle of the covenant along with its furnishings and equipment. They must carry the tabernacle and all its furnishings as you travel, and they must take care of it and camp around it. Whenever it is time for the tabernacle to move, the Levites will take it down, and when it is time to stop, they will set it up again. But any unauthorized person who goes too near the tabernacle must be put to death. Each tribe of Israel will camp in a designated area with its own family banner. But the Levites will camp around the tabernacle of the covenant to protect the community of Israel from the Lord's anger. The Levites are responsible to stand guard around the tabernacle. So the Israelites did everything just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcast at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you, and if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day. Amen.